Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. City Field, New York City, Padres, Mets, wild card round is set. John Schaefer with you. No Jim. We'll see if Jim shows up. He's soft. He went to the game tonight. Uh, he's too good for the wrap-up show. You got to do a wrap-up show tonight, though. We know the wild card uh, matchup now. Padres and Mets, 89-win Padre team against the New York Mets, uh, who have had a hell of a year but will not win the NL East. Padres played really well against the Mets this year. We're going to break it all down. It is the wrap-up show. Make your way in. As you make your way in, yeah, let's see some Jim Sucks emojis from our members. And if you want Jim Sucks emojis, become a member by clicking the join button down below. So first of all, if you've been here for the whole season, if you're here for a first time, if you're watching on replay, if you're watching live, please subscribe. All right. We're here for Padres fans year round. Good times, bad times, in season, off season, lockout, right? I mean, we've been doing this so often. So please join us. Please subscribe if you're a Padres fan. Smash the like button for me as well. Follow me on Twitter. I see the Jim Sucks emojis rolling in. Follow me on Twitter. Do that for me. At John Schaefer, J-O-N-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R, at John Schaefer. It's on the screen. Again, please uh, consider becoming a member by clicking the join button down below. You'll get the custom emojis and the badges. Sullivan, chill. Why is my dog digging through a hardwood floor? Sully, chill. Uh, also, uh, we appreciate all the supers. Great way to support this channel. If you want to contribute and support and make sure I get your comment here tonight as a one-man band, Sullivan, um, click the dollar sign in the chat box. I'll, I'll get to all of the super chats here tonight. I see the first one just rolled in from our very loyal viewer and moderator and member, Jared McCarthy. I'll get to that coming up in a moment. But the Padres win tonight over the Giants. Impressively, workmanlike, Shaw Manaya. I understand this series is not the most important series for either of these two teams. You could argue it obviously means more for the Padres because they're playing in the postseason and they want to play you know, some better baseball heading into the postseason. Also, you could argue the Padres wanted to play the Mets at City Field and the Phillies wanted to play the Cardinals at Bush Stadium. And why do I say that? Because the Phillies were 4-3 and three against the Cardinals this year and 5-14 and 14 against the Mets. Also, because the Padres have not won in St. Louis in literally three and a half years, and they had success against the Mets this year. Padres 4-2 and two against the Mets, 2-1 and one at City Field after the All-Star break. Some success against Max Scherzer. Um, Sterling Marte, by the way, is out. Mets are somewhat demoralized, I would think, after losing the division. Had a chance to win this division as recently as a couple of days ago. And uh, they led the division for most of the year. And now they got to go through the wild card round just to get to the NLDS. That's not an easy matchup for either the Padres or the Mets. It'll kick off Friday night. If anyone sees the um, the start times, I don't know if they'll be announced tonight or tomorrow. If you see them, please pass them along in the chat. Um, and I, I'm presuming, and I tweeted this out yesterday, I'm presuming the Padres and Mets will play at 5 o'clock Pacific on Friday, which is a huge win for Padres fans as opposed to 10 a.m., 11 a.m. The other TV window is 1 p.m. So 5 p.m. is a huge win, I think, for Padres fans considering the other windows. And then I would presume the Saturday game would be late in the afternoon. I think there's a 4.30 window. And if this thing goes three games, you could see late on Sunday as well, maybe 5 o'clock Pacific, 8 o'clock Eastern for Sunday if it's a three-game series or if it goes three games. Padres know their opponent. They're in the postseason. They will get the New York Mets under the lights of City Field in the Big Apple. Let's get to some of these supers again. As you make your way in, solo show, Jim was at the game. He thought he could take the night off. I'm like, dude, we're not taking the night off. Padres know their opponent. 
it's the New York Mets. I mean, come on. That's why we do this channel. So I'm here. We'll see if we can con or shame Jim into joining us. Make sure to go on social media right now. Let people know that we're doing the show right now. Also, go on social media and tag at Jim Russell SD and let, let him know how disappointed you are in him that he's not here tonight. All right, John Schaefer with you. Let's get started with the Supers. And again, thank you to our partners, Mark Nimitz and Aura and Omar Sanchez at Edge Home Finance and Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial. We'll tell you about our partners as we roll along here tonight. I want to get to this from Jared. Jared, thank you again for your support. You've been so loyal to this channel. It means so much to myself and Jim. For everyone that's here, whether you are a viewer or a commenter or a member or a subscriber or just hang out, thank you for your support of this channel. Uh, Jared says, was going to go to the game, had some family issues, bummer, but go Padres. Jared, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, but as a Padres fan, I know that you're excited that they earned this 89th win. Chance for 90 wins tomorrow. I mean, a 90-win season without Fernando Tatis Jr. in the first year of Bob Melvin's managerial stint. Through the adversity, the highs and the lows, and they have a chance to finish 18 games over 500 at 90 and 72. Of course, worst case is 89 and 73 which is a pretty darn good year. Um, you know, nice crowd. I thought tonight, Sean and I really pitched well. He retired 17 straight at one point. I don't know what they're going to do with this roster. You don't need five starting pitchers on the wild card roster. You may elect to have five starters because of length. You'll obviously have four. I would think Clevenger over Manaya. Have to have four. You have to have a long man. Maybe you have to have two because a three-game series, if a game goes Extra innings, you're playing for your season. I mean, maybe Sean Maniah has earned his way onto that roster, but he did pitch well today, and he's pitched better over the last two weeks of the season. Again, are you counting on him to pitch meaningful innings or start meaningful games in the postseason? I don't think you are, unless there are injuries. Um, but I give him credit because this thing was really going sideways, really going sideways as recently as probably two or three weeks ago. And he kind of was able to stem it and, I don't know, figure some things out. And uh, I give him credit. 17 in a row retired at one point tonight. Six scoreless innings for Shalmaniah in a 6-2 Padres win. Thank you, Jared, again for your support of this channel. Thank you for the uh, super chat here tonight as well. All right, I want to get to Sam. Sam, thank you for your super as well. And again, if you want to Contribute and support. Just click the dollar sign down below. I'll get to all of the supers here tonight. One man band. I'll see how much of the chat I can actually go through as I try to do this show. Um, Sam says, does Will make the starting lineup on Friday? He's got a very compelling case to do it. Um, I, I don't know the splits or the numbers against you know the pitchers he's going to see the next couple of days. Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer. Someone could look that up. I'm assuming this, by the way. Darvish DeGrom game one. Snell Scherzer game two, Musgrove Bassett game three. Now, could that change? Of course it could. We talked about it today on John and Jim, San Diego Sports 760 from three to six. This was the big conversation of the day for us, and I found it to be pretty interesting. And we got a lot of texts and calls on it. You know, if you're down a game heading into Saturday, do you pitch Joe Musgrove in game two? Because are you prepared to potentially lose a series and not pitch Joe Musgrove into the offseason? Your $100 million man who threw 181 innings, who had a sub-3 ERA. Are you prepared not to pitch him because you, Darvish, and Blake Snell have been better in the second half? And the answer may be yes. I mean, the decision they need to make is a simple one. What gives us the best chance of winning over the next two days in New York City? You, Darvish, clearly is starting game one. They've set it up for that. Now, if you win game one, does it change your decision on game two? If you lose game one, does it change your decision on game two? I think if you win it, it's clearly going to be Snell. If you lose it, I would pitch Snell. But I wouldn't be shocked if they lost game one if they turned to Joe Musgrove because of what I just said. Are you prepared to go into an offseason not using your $100 million man who had this 2.9 ERA over the course of this wildcard series? So I think it's debatable. I think it's a decent talking point. Um, I think it's a good problem to have three effective starting pitchers and more than effective. You Darvish has had an excellent year. Blake Snell has had an excellent uh, second half, and Joe Musgrove overcame some struggles for probably five, six, seven starts in the second half, finished the season well, his last four starts, 22 innings, one run. Um, what do you guys think? I mean, is it going to be Blake Snell automatically in game two, regardless of what happens in game one? Could you see Joe Musgrove making a start in game two, or would you hold him off for game three? Comment in the chat right now. As you make your way in, subscribe 
Smash the like button for me. Please smash the like button. Follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer. Consider becoming a member. You'll get the Jim Sucks emojis here tonight. Also the custom badges. And also we appreciate the supers. Just click the dollar sign down below. So Sam says, does Will make the starting lineup on Friday? Again, I don't know what he's done in his career. Maybe someone can pull that up for us against DeGrom and Scherzer. But Will has played better here. Last five, six weeks of the season, last couple of days, the home runs, including here tonight. You know, I think Brandon Dixon could be on this 26-man roster. He's played a lot here recently. I think Will Myers could get at least one start in the first two games, if not more than that. He's kind of taking the bull by the horn, so to speak. Um, So I think it's a really good point, Sam. I do. And listen, here's what we know about Will Myers. When he's good, he can really help you on offense. I mean, this is a dynamic offensive player that has highs and lows, like a lot of big leaguers. It's been a very disappointing year, for being honest, on the whole. He's had injuries. He's going to finish with, what, a handful of home runs. That's crazy by his standards. But when he's going, he can really get going. He's capable of hitting multiple home runs in a game. Look at the St. Louis series in 2020 in the postseason. This is still a dynamic hitter that is late in his prime. He's kind of in his prime, but he's had some injuries. So, you know, in the back half of his prime, clearly. But could you ride him for a week? Could you ride him for two weeks? Of course you could. And he's playing good baseball. He appears to be healthy. I would not be surprised at all, Sam, if he is in the starting lineup on Friday at City Field against New York. So great, super. Thank you guys again. I'm going to get to all the supers. Keep them coming. Uh, I want to get to this one right now from our buddy Martin. Martin, thank you so much for the super. Do appreciate it. Again, the Padres win tonight over the Giants 6-2. We can talk a little bit about the game. We can talk more about this matchup that's coming up Friday at City Field in New York against the Mets. And kind of on cue with what we were just talking about there from Sam, how about trying Myers at leadoff? He is heating up. So let me let me just take a, a quick look here tonight at this box score. I mean, the Padres have had some hits. There's no question about that. Over the last couple of days, they had 14 hits here today. Profar leading off, which he's done a lot this year with his you know, 727 OPS, two for four tonight. Will Myers hitting second tonight, two for five, and he had two RBIs, hit the home run, did strike out three times. Machado was yanked early, but was two for three with an RBI. What a year, 296, 896 OPS. Now, Josh Bell walked a couple of times. That's the one thing I'll say about Bell. He has not hit in the Padres uniform. He's up 200. He's gotten on base a little bit. Two more walks here tonight. Drury, one for four. Kim, two for four with a couple of RBIs. What a year for Hassan Kim, offensively and defensively, he's produced. Brandon Dixon, who played multiple positions tonight, was good, two for four, did strike out twice. Austin Nola has played better recently. He was two for three with an RBI. And Trent Christian has had a couple of decent days, right? Yesterday, double, good defensive play. Today, up against the wall, late, made a play, had a base hit in this game as well. I know he's hitting 183. I know he's got a 626 OPS. But I also know this, he's going to be on that postseason roster. He's a critical defensive replacement he could potentially steal a base he could get a late ab and he could start a game it's not like jose zokar is so experienced that if you play five six seven post season games it's not like there's some guarantee of zokar starting every single one of those games trent grisham could get a start or two as well so that's what happened here tonight again padres didn't really need it phillies lost phillies rolled over if the padres didn't win today it would come down to tomorrow to see if they're playing in new york against the mets we're in St. Louis against the Cardinals. I think the Phillies were prepared to lose tomorrow just to lock themselves in to that St. Louis series. But whatever. San Diego takes care of business by virtue of a win, which I think is a good thing. And they win it 6-2-2. Um, okay, let me get to that. I see this from Pedro. Okay, so Pedro says, and thank you for membership, Pedro. says, man, John is a backstabber. You said no show, no pull-up. Like, where's Jim? Um, okay, I did say that yesterday, but I didn't realize that this was going to be another clinch day. Like Sunday was clinch day one. I get it. They're not celebrating the clubhouse right now because they're going to City Field to take on the Mets. But I just felt like Padres fans were, were going to want to discuss this because now we know what we've been wanting to know. Like it was exciting to get in Sunday. And then it was like, well, hurry up and wait. And now Monday, we don't find out. And then Tuesday, there was no guarantee tonight we were going to find out. And I thought we might have to wait until Wednesday night. To break it down, but now I'm thrilled because we can talk about it tonight on the wrap up show. We can talk about it tomorrow on San Diego Sports 760 from three to six. We can talk about it Friday morning on Weight Room and YouTube. So I'm thrilled for Padres fans. So that's why we are here tonight. And I know Pedro's joking. Uh, Jorge, thank you for your membership and for this super. He says, uh, Padres are the dark horse in the postseason LFGSD. 
You know, who, th- who feels similarly to Jorge? I'm sure a lot of Padres fans do. They're here tonight or are watching on replay. I don't even know if they're a dark horse. I think that they are a threat in the National League. Now, what does that mean? We're going to find out this weekend. I mean, this thing could be over Saturday if they're swept at a two-game series, or this could continue on for three and a half weeks. So that's how playoffs work in all sports, the highs and the lows. You'd rather be in than not. Um, and the Padres, I think I like where they stand. And it's not because they've beaten the Giants the last couple of days. It's because you've got um, Darvish, you've got Musgrove, you've got Snell healthy. You've got Hater pitching effectively. You've got a bullpen that has been highly effective here recently. And you've got an offense that's been solid, not spectacular, that is capable of more. Manny Machado has led the way. Juan Soto has been good over the last couple of weeks. And there are some indicators where, you know, there are some things you like. Myers, right? Um, Cronenworth, yesterday. Austin Nola, offensively. Trent Christian the last couple of days. Hassan Kim, just in general. So, like, the others, as Jim likes to say, the, the others have have provided value. Again, have they been what you've hoped for all year? Maybe not. Um, but if you consider the starting pitching, if the starting pitching can give you the, whether it's the length or just sh- scoreless innings, like we don't need eight scoreless innings from every starting pitcher, but even five innings of one-run baseball, six innings of one- or two-run baseball, you're going to be in these games. You don't need to score seven, eight runs because of this starting pitching. That's at least your expectation and hope heading in. You don't need to score seven or eight runs. So knowing that, what you need is this. Machado and Soto need to get on base, and guys got to get them in when there's opportunities. Men on third with less than two outs. You'll need big hits from Machado and Soto as well, but you need the Drury's and the Cronowars and the Profars and the Kims to come through. Not every single time, but they need to come through. A hit here, a sack fly there, move a runner here, get a guy in from third with a ground ball there, scratch across a couple of runs, get a big hit, and you score three or four runs, you can win some games. That's the way they're set up. So that's why I like where the Padres are right now. So thank you, Jorge. Uh, Larry Joe, what's going on, my friend? He says, now presenting the voice of the people, it's John Schaefer in the wrap-up show. Listen, I'm, I honestly shouldn't be giving Jim a hard time. He's with relationship girl Aaron. He has shared his name not his name, her name, with uh, the wrap-up show. We said yesterday we weren't doing a show because I didn't think anyone was clinching tonight because the number was still two, so I was just assuming, well, either the Phillies will win or the Padres will win, the Phillies will lose. You know what I mean. I just was, I wasn't even thinking about it at the time. I thought we'd have to wait it out until Wednesday. But now that we know, now that we know, we've got to talk about it, right? So that's what we're doing here on the wrap-up show. All right, keep the supers coming. Thank you for your support of this channel. Click the dollar sign in the chat box down below. I'll tell you about Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance coming up in a moment as well. It's a great point from Juan. Juan, thank you for the super. Uh, Robert Suarez has grown up right before our eyes, right? One scoreless inning tonight, hitless scoreless inning with two strikeouts, a 2-2-7 for Suarez this year. Luis Garcia, a 3-3-9. Nick Martinez, who's had some really good moments, hasn't been as good in September. There's no question about it. Struck out the side, did allow a hit in that ninth inning. He's got a 3-4-7. You know, Manaya today picks up the win, his eighth of the year. He gets his ERA under five for the year, which for him I'm sure means something. Six innings, one hit, one walk, six strikeouts for Manaya. But you're right, Suarez, excellent. Hater recently, very good. Tim Hill yesterday, I could care less about it. I really, I could care less about it. He's fine. He's been very good. Uh, Pierce Johnson's been good. Like, I like this bullpen. Is it the best bullpen in baseball? Maybe not. But with a lead heading to the ninth inning, the way Josh Hader has pitched his last seven, eight, nine times to the mound, I think I feel good about it. And I feel better than what they had previously with Rodgers. So this is who they are. They're a team with excellent starting pitching, with a very good bullpen, with an offense that is completely middle of the road. Can they, if they stay middle of the road in the postseason, because you don't have to score 10 runs. If you can be a somewhat productive offense, score the three, four runs, hopefully pop up with a five-run outburst here or there, get the pitching, they should be able to win some games in the postseason. That's how I look at it heading into Friday. Um, Great question here from Mark. Um, I believe he is. I thought Jim either showed me a tweet earlier today or may have tweeted something out or retweeted something. I I, Don't quote me on it, Mark. I want to say Starling Marte is out. 
That is a significant loss for the New York Mets. If he is indeed out for the wildcard round, that is a significant loss. No question about it, right? So let's keep our eye on that. I don't know if it's officially official. I believe it is. I believe it is, Mark, but I'm not 1,000% positive. And again, it's very hard for me to check now since I'm doing this thing um, solo since Jim is so uh, so soft. All right, I do want to, uh, good timing, actually. I want to tell you about Mark Nimitz, who just commented right there, at Farmers Insurance. And uh, how do I do that? I'll tell you how I do that. I do that by going to his website. So give me one moment. Do you want to thank Mark for his support of this channel? And uh, while I pull this up real quick, Mark, I'm going to pull down your comment. Actually, I could have left it up, but whatever. Um, I've told you this literally for a year. If you have insurance needs, you have to get in contact with Mark Nimitz. I have my homeowners and my earthquake insurance with Mark, and he literally has saved my family thousands of dollars. He can save your family hundreds of dollars just by switching your insurance over to him. Take it from me. Okay, he is a great insurance agent. He is a huge Padres fan. He's a native San Diegan. He wants to help you and your family, and he wants to save you money. So think about that. If you support this channel, you have to get in contact with Mark if you have insurance needs, and everyone does. At some point, the renewal process is coming up. I know you get the letters in the mail. You got a chance to renew your auto or your home or your earthquake or your life or whatever it is. And before you do that, just click the link down below and get in contact with Mark. He doesn't bite. He's a huge Padres fan. We'll talk to you about the insurance. No obligations. If it works out for you, if you want to save money, great. Otherwise, talk Padres with him. But he's a great insurance agent. He's got great service and communication. He can help you auto, home, runner's life, earthquake, and more. Electric vehicle. He can save you even more money. $750 or more he can save you. So get in contact with Mark. Again, he's a local business that supports the wrap-up show. If you want to support the wrap-up show and a local business, if you have insurance needs, please get in contact with our title sponsor, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. And there was a link down below for his site. And thank you, Mark, again for your year-long support of this channel. Um, okay, so I see some people chiming in here. Um, Myers has had success against Scherzer. Well, then he's in there against Scherzer. Simple as that. Berlin saying seven for 25, a couple of home runs, two doubles. Then he's in there. No question about it. There's no other way to look at it. Uh, 686 OPS against DeGrom, although that's not crazy low for a guy that's won a couple of Cy Youngs and is going to be in the Hall of Fame. So there's going to be a lot of 600 OPSs, I would assume, in the Padres lineup in their career against Jacob DeGrom. There'll be some 500s in there. There'll probably be some 400s in there or even lower. So whatever the matchups say is what they're going to do would be my guess. And I do agree with this, Calvin. I think Myers has probably earned the opportunity. You're, again, you'll have to look at splits. If Bell has the right numbers against one of those pitchers or a Chris Bassett or whatever, they're going to look at splits and they're going to analyze recent at-bats and they're going to make decisions they think is in the best interest of winning, obviously, right now. But some of these late games uh, opportunities, late game opportunities, the Myers the last couple of days, um, you know, what we've seen from this pitching staff here recently, I mean, these outings matter. Uh, what Joe Musgrove did yesterday, I think, is important for him heading into the postseason. So these things do matter in terms of building confidence. But they're going to ride matchups. They'll ride hot hands. And, you know, we'll see if that if that's good enough. All right, let me see here. Just catching up in the chat. John Schaefer with you on the wrap-up show. Please subscribe if you're a Padres fan. Smash the like button for me. Follow us on Twitter, at John Schaefer. If you want to become a member, click the subscribe button. Actually, the join button, excuse me, down below. You'll get the emojis and the badges. And if you want to weigh in with a super great way to support this channel, I get to all of the supers. Uh, Great way to support this channel. Just click the dollar sign in the chat box down below. And I do want to get to this super that rolled in from our buddy, Pedro. So thank you again, Pedro for hanging out here tonight. And thank you, Padres fans, for being with us on this uh, Tuesday evening. He says, gotta love the confidence. Usually guys are reserved, no bulletin material, but even Kim said post-show, they're built for this. Myers getting high on fire. Um, you know, we've talked about that. I had Scott Miller from the New York Times on today, on John and Jim, and I asked him specifically, like, are they built for October? And he said, yes, starting pitching. The reason why he didn't even talk about the offense. He said starting pitching is what wins the day in the postseason. Unlike 2020, their position to win was starting pitching. So I do agree with that. Now you might be saying to yourself, well, if the Padres are built for October, wouldn't the Mets as well? And yeah, you could argue that. The caveat being this, DeGrom has not been fully healthy this year. Scherzer was on the IL as recently as September. 
Um, and then I feel like you take your chances against Chris Bassett if you get to Sunday and you've got Joe Musgrove, Chris Bassett, or Blake Snell, Chris Bassett. But, you know, a lot of these teams that are in the postseason have had good starting pitching. Padres are right there. No team has had more quality starts in the National League than the Padres this year. So, you know, I think that, you know, from a just health perspective, timing perspective, the way they've played since the Arizona blow-up and Bob Melvin called out his team, I mean, they've played good. Have they been perfect? No. I think they're 11-6 and six since that day. So they've been very good. Some of their best baseball since very early on, April, May. Does closing 11-6 and six or 12-6 and six or 11-7 and seven mean you're going to go to City Field and win a series? No, it doesn't work like that. It's not as simple as that, right? It's not as linear as that. But the way this team is playing, and I don't think it's a house money feeling, because I think when you acquire Soto and you acquire Josh Hader, I don't think you do it and say, ah, what the heck? Maybe we can win a game or two or a series or two in the postseason. I think they do that because they firmly believe that they can make a run and maybe should make a run and that it would be disappointing organizationally and from a fan's perspective if they don't win a series or maybe even more than that inside that clubhouse. So because of all that, I just I like where they're sitting. It doesn't feel like they've got all the pressure in the world on them, but it also doesn't feel like it's fully all house money where they don't care about what happens and they went from worst to first. You know, it's not that type of team either. This is a team with veterans that understands you only get so many opportunities, whether that's Manny Machado, who's got one thing he hasn't accomplished in his career, that's win a World Series. Bob Melvin can say the same thing as a manager, by the way. Um, and then you got guys like, um, you know, Josh Bell in the middle of his career. You've got Brandon Drury. He hasn't had a lot of opportunities like this. Josh Hader, veteran pitcher. He's got a chance now in the postseason. Uh, Joe Musgrove, not a kid. Chance to win here with the Padres, his hometown team. You Darvish, not a kid. Blake Snell, not a kid. Like they understand, I think, the gravity of the moment. And it is significant. I mean, yeah, I get it. It's sports. But if you're a Padres fan and you've been a Padres fan for a year or 50, you only get so many bites at the apple. No pun intended with the Padres heading to New York. But you want to take advantage. When you get Soto for three postseason runs, well, this is one of them. One of three. Three's not a million. Juan Soto might not be here for 11 years. He might, but he might not. Uh, Brett, thank you for this. And Pedro, thank you. Myers, 208 against DeGrom. And 280 against Scherzer. I, you know, 208 against DeGrom doesn't scare me with three extra base hits. We're talking about one of the best pitchers in baseball over the last handful of years. Just catching up here, guys, in the chat. What a night. Padres win. They know their opponent. It will be the New York Mets at City Field Friday. I'm guessing 5 o'clock Pacific. I hope I'm right. Brett, thank you for this as well. Soto against the ground, 3 for 15. Two extra base hits. Again, not, not terrible when you consider the type of pitcher Jacob DeGrom is. Brett, you have um, Scherzer Soto. Has anyone put Scherzer Soto in the chat? I'd like to see that as well. Yeah, here's the thing. Um, DeGrom has not been great recently. Now, does that mean that he's not going to be great in the postseason? No. Could he turn it on, so to speak? Yes. <laughs> right? Is he capable? Have we seen that previously? Yeah. But this is interesting, and he hasn't faced only the best teams in baseball. Yeah, Atlanta's in there. Atlanta's good. Oakland A's are in there. Pittsburgh Pirates, I think, are in there. So something clearly isn't as well as it's been previously for Jacob deGrom. And again, over the course of five, six, seven innings, that doesn't mean he doesn't shove Friday. doesn't mean that. But it also doesn't mean he doesn't get tagged and hit by the Padres on Friday. So it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic plays out. I know this, Jacob deGrom cannot be heading into the postseason with the ultimate amount of confidence, you wouldn't think, based on the way he's pitched over his last month. And again, he has not been healthy this year. And health is everything, specifically for a starting pitcher. Like Murray said, Oakland hammered him. Five Ernie's in four innings. Esteban, thank you for uh, your membership and hanging out. He says 89-90 win season without Tatis and a new coaching staff. Massive. LFGSD. I mean, considering where we were a year ago, folks, you remember? Like literally, literally like a year ago today, give or take. Dennis Lynn is writing a very well-sourced article that I found to be insightful in The Athletic talking about the failures of the organization from the top down, not really Siler, but from the GM down and how there has been second guessing and there are 
um, has been questioning, and you could argue the validity of the way they go about things from a player development perspective, and at the big league level, and the way they've coached up their team, right? All these things. I mean, you can find the article if you're an athletic subscriber. That's a year ago. You don't know who the manager is. He makes a home run hire with the manager. We all said that. that that's inarguable. He lands by Melvin. Melvin has produced. He makes a home run hire of a pitching coach. That's now inarguable in Ruben Diablo when you look at the fruits of the labor. He makes a unbelievable move at the trade deadline for Juan Soto that literally every GM in baseball would have made a franchise-altering move. Will it pay off? We'll find out maybe over the course of the next couple of days or weeks or months or years. Um, he acquires a Hall of Fame caliber closer in Josh Hader. Um, so I think A.J. Preller deserves credit. And the fact that they've done it with the adversity of Tatis motorcycle, right? Literally day one of spring training. Oh, by the way, he's out for four months. And then, oh, he's rehabbing. Oh, by the way, he tested positive. He's out again. To overcome that and get to the postseason. I know they're not the Dodgers. They're not going to win 110 games. They're going to finish 20 games out, whatever it is, 21, 22. It's been a nice year. It's been, honestly, all things considered, it's been a good year. It really has. Is this right, Brett? Is this all that Soto has faced Scherzer in his career? How's that possible in the same division? Is that this year? That surprises me. Um, that can't be career, is it, Brett? I can't see how that could be career. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, but thank you for looking it up, regardless. All right, so Gabe just tweeted them to me, the, the numbers as well. Let me take a look at my Twitter. Uh, let's see here. Okay, thank you. Too much Mortens, who's a loyal Padres fan. Great follow on Twitter. Tweeted this out. Padres numbers against DeGrom and Scherzer are not great, but randomly Bell owns Scherzer and Dixon has a home run versus him. So let me just see here. So Padres against DeGrom. Hold on, let me go along with my phone here. Padres against DeGrom. Alfaro's had a little bit of success, four for 18. Josh Bellow for six. Cronenworth, one for five. Machado against DeGrom, six for 20. No extra base hits. Myers, as we've been talking about, five for 24. Soto, three for 15, as we've talked about. Other guys, not a lot of ABs. Profar, 0 for five. That's not a lot. Dixon, 0 for two. Kim, 0 for two. Okay, that's against DeGrom. And then against Scherzer, Alfaro, 4 for 23 with a homer. Um, yeah, Bell, 5 for 12 off Scherzer, three doubles and a homer. So he'll be in there against Scherzer. Cronenworth, 0 for 13 off Scherzer. Let's see, Drury is 1 for 11 off Scherzer. Trent Grisham, 2 for 15, whatever. Machado, only 8 for 50. 8 for 50, does have two home runs. That's 160 batting average. Meyer, 7 for 25 off Scherzer with that 988 OPS. And then you've got uh, Profar, two for 11. And like you guys said, Soto, one for three. That just surprises me for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, Bell will be in there against Scherzer. There's no question about that. And uh, again, against DeGrom, just looking at it again, anything crazy. Uh, Myers, I think, is in there against DeGrom. Five for 24, two doubles and a homer. I think he's in there against DeGrom. So thank you, Gabe, for tweeting that uh, and sharing that with me on Twitter. Oh, get Richard Simmons out of here, please. Last thing I need right now, tonight. Thank you, Mods, if you're helping out with uh, Richard Simmons. Um, okay, so what else here tonight? Padres over the Giants, 6-2. Mets await Friday. Had a couple things jotted down I do want to get to. Um, I think Brandon Dixon probably is playing his way onto this roster. I think Will Myers probably is playing his way into the lineup, at least for one of the first two games, if not more than that. Here's something that's pretty interesting about what's to come 
Um, and thank you guys for hanging out. Please subscribe if you're a Padres fan. Smash the like button for me. Follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer, J-O-N-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R. Uh, please consider becoming a member by clicking the join button down below. You'll get custom emojis like the Jim Sucks emoji. Um, and also, we appreciate the super. It's a great way to support this channel. Just click that dollar sign in the chat box down below. As you know, I will get to all of the super chats. <laughs> Good point, Esteban. I'm an idiot. Good point. Yeah, that's why. Dude, this is what happens when you do this every single day. This is why I need Jim. Jim would have told me long ago I'm an idiot. But even this year, I could have seen more than three ABs. But yeah, good point. Good point. Team, it's hard to it's hard to hit your teammate. That's that's hard. That's a great point. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. I'm such an idiot. Great point. Um, what was I talking about? Damn it, I had a point. Oh yeah, I have this. I have this. Talked to Scott Miller from the New York Times about this earlier on the radio. I find this to now be fascinating. Buck Showalter, Machado's former manager, against the Padres. Melvin and Showalter, longtime relationship, friendship. They spoke this past offseason when Showalter was asking Melvin about a couple of former A's. And then Melvin had him on the phone, and they talked for like an hour. And I want to say like Showalter or Melvin was outside of like a diner. I forget who. It's in the Scott Miller Brilliant piece about Machado and Chess that was in the New York Times months ago. It's one of my favorite baseball articles of the year. It's like a top two baseball article of the year, and you need to check it out. Um, but, you know, Showalter, Melvin, they're having this. Showalter calls Melvin, and they're talking about some former A's. And then Melvin says, well, tell me about Machado and the effective ways to manage him and what the relationship is going to be like. Or just, you know, just try to find out about a guy that's going to be critical to his success. And now you fast forward seven months. And you think about the relationship that Bob Melvin and Manny Machado have established. Now, I'm not in the clubhouse. I don't talk to them each and every day. I hear what they say, though. And there's this unbelievable mutual respect from Melvin to Machado, from Machado to Melvin. Now, what does that mean for the Padres in the postseason? We do not know. Okay, there's a crapshoot element to it. Does that mean Machado doubles down the right field line as opposed to popping up? No. Okay, it doesn't mean that. But... Machado is motivated to succeed. You've seen it all year long. He's put together arguably his best year of his career, and we're talking about the best year of a Hall of Famer's career. That's how good he's been. Hasn't been perfect, had the ankle, has been really good. Bob Melvin has done everything but win a World Series. Manny Machado has done everything but win a World Series. They're now locked together, right, entering the postseason, trying to cross and check that box off for each other. Like, think about that. That's pretty incredible. And they have a finite period of time to do it. Bob Melvin's not going to be here for forever. Manny Machado, believe it or not, will not be here for forever. Now, he could be here another six years. I hope he is. Very realistic shot. He's here for six years. Do I think Bob Melvin will be here in six seasons? I don't. I see how big leaguer managers are spit out. He's in his 60s. I think you get a three, four, five-year run. I think five years would be pretty impressive if we get that from Melvin. Um, and with Machado, yeah, you might get him for five or six years, but is he ever going to be better than now or 2023 or 2024? Like he's a 30-year-old player and he's been unbelievable. But you're in this window of time where the stars, to some extent, you could argue, have aligned. Now, we can only say that if we look back and this team wins in the postseason. And if they don't, we'll say, you know what, for whatever reason, they weren't lined up. But I just, I just have this feeling that the Melvin Machado – dynamic and relationship is benefiting each other. Um, and I hope that benefits the Padres here beginning Friday. That's what I really hope for Padres fans. Sorry to go on my uh, little soliloquy there. Uh, John, can you retweet those numbers you just read? Yeah, this is very, um, and thank you, Gabe, again, for for um, tagging me. I'm going to retweet it right now at John Schaefer. Because this is, yeah, you need to see those numbers. Matchups are everything. They'll rely heavily on matchups. Not the only thing. Not the only thing. You know, if, if you have someone that's, you know, hitting 16 consecutive games heading into the postseason and they're one for 11 against Max Scherzer, that doesn't mean you can't be in the starting lineup because you've hit in 16 consecutive games. So the here and now matters. It does. But platoon matters, right? Um, lefty, lefty stuff can keep you out. Righty, righty stuff less likely to keep you out. But you get the point. Um, so, yes, I just retweeted it at John Schaefer, J O N. S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R at John Schaefer. Um, okay, I do need to tell you about Aura, so I'm going to do that in a moment. Where is Jim when you can really use him? What do you think Jim is doing right now? Comment in the chat. 
Wrong answers only. What is Jim doing right now? I keep it uh, R-rated or better. <laughs> uh, one second here. Do need to thank our partners. We can't do this each and every day without the support of Mark Nimitz and Aura and Omar Sanchez and Eric Lanier. Aura, this is a great company, folks. I tell you about them every single day. Plant-based products, nutritional products. I take the probiotic every single day. I take proteins a lot. I've been working out at Orange Theory. I've been taking their uh, proteins after workouts. I take the probiotic for digestion and heart health and mental clarity. If you click the Build Your Routine button, you're getting 30% off your very first order, 30% off. They also have omega-3 oils. They also have, excuse me, pre-workout supplements. They've got immunity pills. They have sleep pills. I mean, literally something for everyone. We could all get healthier. We all want to support our family and our friends and our spouse and our loved ones. So again, if you want 30% off, if you're looking for products that are good for you and are going to improve your health, got to check out this website. Their co-founder, Will, is a native San Diegan. He's a huge Padres fan. They've got an office right here in San Diego in Liberty Station. This is a great company. We met with Will maybe five or six weeks ago. Great guy. So if you support this channel, if you want to save money, we've got a great deal for you. 30% off your first order. Go to ORA.organic. Again, ORA.organic. Click the Build Your Routine button. You're getting 30% off your first order. And thank you, Will. Thank you, Aura. Link down below as well. Thank you guys for your support of the wrap-up show. I need a sip of water. This is funny, by the way. Love that. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we're going to see that. Hard to believe that that was only a season ago, by the way. That was a season ago. That feels kind of like a lifetime ago. I don't know if anyone else feels that way. This is an interesting point for Moises, and thank you, Moises, for hanging out. It says, um, yeah, sure. I mean, 20 games out. Nobody wants to be 20 games out in any division. The Dodgers had a great year. Hard to argue that, even if you hate the Dodgers. Something about that fifth seed over the sixth with the CBA adding in the, the uh, extra playoff team. Like, is it more legitimate as the fifth seed? Um, I don't know if it is. Here's what I would say, Moises. And I'm glad they're the fifth, not the sixth, because – you know, I just want them to play their way into the best position possible. Here's what I would say about it. These are the rules. And if you win out of these spots, it counts. You know, 10, 15 years ago, there was, there was no fifth team in a league in the playoffs. And now a fifth team can win a World Series. A year ago, there was no sixth team in a league in the postseason. And now the Phillies or the Padres can win a World Series. And it's going to count. Atlanta won 88 games last year. They didn't win 107 like San Francisco. They didn't win 106 like the Dodgers. And I don't think there's some huge argument around baseball or on social media or in back channels about how Atlanta is not a legitimate World Series champion because they won just 88 games. I mean, the Padres now have won more games this year than the World Series champion Atlanta Braves won last year. So if the Padres are fortunate enough to get to a World Series, or can you imagine win one, it's as real as real is. Um, and this isn't 2020. And I would have counted 2020 if the Padres won the World Series in 2020. I mean, all Padres fans, I think, would have. But if we're being objective on, and unbiased and truthful, and even if we hate the Dodgers, or even if you don't, 2020 is not a regular year. And it deserves some level of critiquing. This isn't 2020. This is every year in baseball history. You grind out 162. You play series to win World Series in the postseason and may the best team win at this point. And there's not going to be uh, – that's how it's going to be. I mean, if the Philadelphia Phillies win the World Series as the sixth seed, they're legitimate World Series champions. If the L.A. Dodgers win the World Series, they're the – you know, I mean, you get my point. Nobody's arguing Atlanta's World Series because they won 88 games last year. I just think it's a, it's a fascinating point, and it's a good argument as a baseball fan to say, hey, listen, we don't – when you're in the midst of a, a year when your team is not as good as another team and you're clearly – you clearly have some level of deficiencies. Like the Padres compared to the Dodgers this year. Well, the Dodgers had a better year, both head-to-head -head and just in general. But with all that being said, that doesn't – this goes back to my point with Jim for weeks and weeks and months and months. There is no guarantee that just because the Padres went 4-15 and 15 against the Dodgers or whatever they did, 5-14 and 14 against the Dodgers and finished 20 or 22 games out, that doesn't mean that when a series starts 0-0 – that the Dodgers automatically win the series. That's just not how life works, right? Now, the Dodgers could beat the Padres in the series, or 
as crazy as it sounds, Padres could beat the Dodgers. This is possible, folks. This is legitimately possible. Padres, if they play the Dodgers in the postseason, have more than a puncher's chance because of starting pitching and because it's baseball and because it's sports. And that's why we love these things. Because David beats Goliath. Otherwise, we wouldn't watch. And you wouldn't be a fan. You wouldn't be a fan of the Padres if you didn't think somewhere along the way it was possible. Right? San Diego curse be damned. That's what October is all about. Screw the curse. At least for the next couple of days, right? So thank you, Moises, for hanging out. (laughs) This is funny. (laughs) Oh, man. I probably shouldn't have asked. Oh, look at this. Joshua saw Jim with relationship girl at the game. Was he wearing pants then? <laughs> Looking at Debo's picture. Look at this. Rich McGuire. What was Jim doing? Just walking around saying hi to people? I got a text earlier from Rich who said he saw Jim at the game. Getting tacos with Aaron. Okay. Let's see here. Is this right, Pedro? Dodgers fans want reseeding. So Dodgers would prefer, let's say the um, let's say Phillies beat the Cardinals and the Padres beat the Mets. They want the Phillies over the Padres. Why? They went 14 and 5 against the Padres. Interesting from Johnny on Machado. I don't have the exact batting average there, but 23 for 115 just off the top of my head is what? Right around 200? It's actually exactly 200, isn't it? He's 20 into 100 is 200. 3 into 15 is 20%. So he's at 200 with six home runs in 39 games. Again, it's not the world's largest sample size, 115 ABs, but 39 postseason games is a lot. So, um, yeah, there's narratives that are driven out of stuff like that. So he's been better, obviously, in the regular season than the postseason. Six home runs is a decent total for 39 games. What would that pace out to in 100 and something? Uh, 20 something home runs, 16 RBIs. That's low. So he's got. Here's the thing, though. None of that matters anymore. It's coming off a really nice year, 100 RBIs, um, 900 OPS, essentially. Like none of that matters. You know, he he could be 23 for 115, and he could hit 391 in the postseason this year. Um, or in two games he could go 0 for 8, or in two games he could go 5 for 8, and the Padres could sweep through the Mets and be on their way for Los Angeles. So it's interesting to note. I don't know if. There's any correlation? I hope not. I don't think that what has happened in the past has any impact on Manny Machado's 2022 postseason. But I do think that there's probably a narrative out there with baseball fans, not Padres fans maybe, that Machado has underperformed in the postseason. And hopefully that does not continue with the Padres here this year. Let's see here, guys. Appreciate you guys uh, hanging out in the chat here tonight. A couple of other things I have written down. So I think the matchups are likely this. I think it's Darvish to Grom game one. I think there's a high likelihood of Snell Scherzer. I mean, it's certainly DeGrom Scherzer Bassett. For the Padres, I would go Darvish Snell Musgrove. Now I understand. For those that say, well, how could you go Darvish Snell? And if you lose in two games, you don't pitch Musgrove. I do understand that. And it's not to discount anything that Musgrove has done for this team. He's been great. He just has been, he's been great. Did he have a blip? He did. There was a six, seven start stretch. He wasn't good. But Blake Snell had the same thing, but that was way earlier in the year. The reason I'm pitching Snell in game two is I just think that the way Snell has pitched consistently over the last two months, coupled with his stuff, coupled with some of his postseason success, I get it. It's been a couple of years. I'm pitching Snell in that spot. And that's why I acquired Blake Snell. That's why he's here. Why I paid Joe Musgrove $100 million is also to pitch in win or go home games, which is what a game three would be, or to pitch in game one at Dodger Stadium. It's not a slight on Joe Musgrove. And I'm not guaranteeing that it's Blake Snell, by the way, in game two. If they lose game one, they might turn to Musgrove in game two. I think if they win game one, I'd be shocked if they turn to Musgrove in game two. I think if they win game one, you're going to see Snell in game two. If they lose game one, this idea that, well, could you really go two games, your entire playoff, and not pitch your $100 million pitcher that was an all-star for the first time in his career and had a 2.9 ERA and threw 180 innings 
and made 30 starts? Like, can you live with yourself in the offseason if you're A.J. Preller and you didn't pitch Joe Musgrove? And can Joe Musgrove live with that in the offseason? That's more the question. It's like sometimes you make decisions as a manager or as an executive because you're trying to protect against the question in the press conference, right? Like the reason why you intentionally walk Manny Machado with a base open and two outs in the ninth inning is not because you don't think you can get him out if you're the opposing manager, but because you don't want to deal with the questions post game when Machado rips a single up the box and that scores the winning run. And the first question is, well, why on earth would you pitch to Manny Machado in that spot? I think there's some similarities with this. It's like if you lose in two games and nobody wants that, nobody's forecasting that. And I think they have just as good of a chance of winning in two games as they do as losing in two games. I honestly really do feel that way. But if you lose in two games and you don't pitch Joe Musgrove, can you live with that? And can you deal with that line of questioning all off season long? And does that put Joe Musgrove back? Right? Like, can you deal with that mentally? And can AJ Preller sleep? you know, put his head on the pillow at night if he likes to do that. I think it's a pretty fascinating conversation, to be honest with you. I see a super just rolled in here from Moises. Moises, thank you. I know you've been with us over parts of the entire season. I appreciate your support of this channel. I know you've contributed with supers as well. Thank you guys for the supers. Great way to support this channel. Um, if you want to contribute and support, just click the dollar sign in the chat box down below. Padres are in the playoffs, as we know. Padres are taking on the Mets at City Field. I think the time is still TBD. Is that accurate? I have not seen times. Um, I've not really been on my timeline here. Um, I do have a tweet that I want to get to in a moment after this super from Moises. Moises, thank you again. Thank you guys for the supers. Thank you for hanging out. Please subscribe. Smash the like button for me. Consider becoming a member. Consider doing a super here tonight. Great way to support this channel. Just click the dollar sign in the chat box down below if you want to weigh in with the super. He says, I remember where I was this time last year when Jim was exploding live on the show. That's right, because we were doing the show last year on YouTube at this time. Thanks again, John and Jim, for all the content. You guys are legends. Moises, you're very kind. And everyone here live or on replay, thank you guys. As you know, it's a labor of love. It takes a lot of time and effort to produce this day in and day out, do these shows at night, turn around, do the shows on the radio for three hours, create guest lists, content ideas, do the shows in the morning on Weight Room. Um all the interaction. We love the interaction, right? We absolutely love it. We would not do this if it was not for Padres fans. We would not do this if we didn't absolutely love it. Um, this is a blast. I mean, it really is. You know, it's like um, like the sport of baseball. It's like a kid's game. Talking about baseball as a baseball fan is like a kid's job, right? So, you know, we do this because we love doing this. So thank you, Moises, for saying that. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for your support. Thank you for the super. Really do appreciate it. Um, I wanted to get to this. I saw Jim just retweeted it. So Jim has time to retweet, but not time to join us here tonight. Um, he says, Juan Soto stats at City Field. So this is Soto career City Field. This is pretty impressive. Now, again, how much of this is to Grom Scherzer? Only a portion. Uh, he said 350. This is in 103 ABs. He said 350. He's gotten on base at a 464 clip nearly half the time. He has slugged 709. He has slugged. 70% of a base, okay? That's what 709 means. He's got a 1,173 OPS and 10 home runs and 23 ribbies in 103 at-bats. So Soto, whatever it is, sight lines, opposing pitching, hates the Mets, likes New York City, likes bright lights. I mean, there's a zillion reasons why it could be. A zillion reasons. I don't care what the reasons are. If he can replicate that for a couple of days, Padres are in good shape. He's again, like I said earlier, you're not trying to outslug the New York Mets this weekend. You're trying to outpitch them and get timely hitting. If you get a big hit or two from Juan Soto, a big hit or two from Manny Machado, timely situational hitting from the others, and you get the effective starting pitching you've gotten by and large this year, then you win the series. Even if it is Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer, go match those guys, get one more hit than they do, one more big moment from than they do. And Juan Soto is capable of providing that. And proofs in the pudding. Now, has he been that player as a Padre these two months? No, not fully. He has not been a 1173 OPS guy with the Padres. But could he do it for a postseason? Yeah, he did it in 2019. And he's done it for long stretches over the course of his young career as a 23-year-old as well. So really good insight there off social media. Thank you, Jim, for retweeting that, by the way. Let me just catch up on some of the recent tweets that have come in to make sure I'm not missing anything that is topical or timely. 
So again, the Padres beat the Giants 6-2, and they are now the five seed. They'll take on the four seed New York Mets in a three-game series with all three games being played at City Field. Padres are in the postseason without one plate appearance or one start or one appearance in any capacity from Fernando Tatis Jr. Amazing. Amazing. Arguably one of the top five hitters in the game. Arguably one of the top five position players in the game the last time we saw him. So just incredible. Just incredible stuff. Padres are in. Bob Melvin deserves credit. A.J. Preller deserves credit. Manny Machado deserves credit. This team deserves credit as well. Here's something interesting. Let me get to this while we have a moment. So we gave you the DeGrom and we gave you the Scherzer Padres offensive stats. Now I got the Darvish and Snell stats again from Too Much Mortons. Give them a follow on social media, like what the Mets have done against Darvish and what the Mets have done against Snell. And, you know, Pete Alonso against Darvish, two for 10 with a homer. Uh, Eduardo Escobar, three for 17 against Darvish. Francisco Lindor has been good, five for 16. Only one extra base hit, though. James McCann, four for 10. Jeff McNeil, one for 11. Tyler Naquin, three for six. Thomas Nito, one for three. Brandon Nimmo is 0 for six off Darvish. Daniel Vogelback is two for three with two RBIs off Darvish. Um, so that's Mark Hanna, one for four. So not a ridiculous amount of success for the team. They're 237, 275 on base, 454 slug, 728 OPS against Darvish, the New York Mets. Players against Darvish, current Mets. Current Mets against Snell are, well, 247, 327 on base, 366 slug. That's only a 693 OPS, though. Um, Alonzo against Snell, three for nine, double homer. Canna, four for 11. Eduardo Escobar, just two for 12. Listen to this. Lindor against Snell in his career, three for 25, double. That's it, three for 25. James McCann, three of 13. Jeff McNeil, two of five. Thomas Nito, 0 for three. So again, 693 OPS, current Mets hitters against Snell, and 728 OPS, current Mets hitters against U Darvish lifetime. So they've had decent success against um, current Mets hitters. Let me just look at those OPSs compared to Padres lifetime OPSs against DeGrom and Scherzer real quick. I know I'm getting in the weeds, but that's the point of a YouTube channel, to be honest. Uh, let's see here. So OPS career of Padres hitters against DeGrom, as I suspected, 570. Okay, Padres career numbers against DeGrom. That's what makes this hard, folks. Career against DeGrom, 570. Now, that doesn't include – it does. It includes Soto, okay? And a career against Scherzer, Padres hitters, OPS. is not good, folks. 646. And these are a pair of Hall of Famers, DeGrom and Scherzer. So Mets hitters have had – here's what I'm saying. Mets hitters have had more success against Darvish and Snell than Padres hitters have had against DeGrom and Scherzer. And should that come as a surprise? No. Because DeGrom and Scherzer have literally won multiple Cy Youngs each. So that's what you get. What we've signed up for essentially is two of the better pitchers, you know, over the last decade. Now, are they pitching like that right now? You know, maybe not. But are they capable of being those pitchers? Yeah, they're capable of being those pitchers because proof is in the pudding. All right, Alex, thank you for the super. He says Myers is high. He can stay. He will be a game changer. Okay, if he can stay high, you're not kidding, Alex. I mean, talk about Soto Machado. This is a good point. You know, Myers can run into a ball. And you say, well, what are you talking about, John? He said, what, five home runs? But said, whatever it is. But he, he can. He just can. I saw it in the 2020 postseason. I'm seeing it here late in September. I know he's feeling healthier. I know he's feeling looser. I know he senses that this could be his final moments in a Padres uniform. Yeah, give me an extra base hit or two from Will Myers this weekend, right? Again, we don't, we don't need the two-home run game. We take the two-home run game. But give me a double. Give me two hits. Um He's capable, capable of being that player, obviously. So I think it's a very good point. I really do. Um, I think Will Myers is one of those guys that's the others that could be a difference maker for the Padres um, this weekend. So thank you again, Alex, for the super. I do want to remind you about our partner here on the wrap-up show, Omar Sanchez. Thank you, Omar, for your support of this channel. Omar Sanchez, Edge Home Finance. Get in contact with Omar. 
Uh, let me see here real quick. I've got uh, everything you need to know about Omar Sanchez at Edge Home Finance. He's here to help all Padres fans with their mortgage. You can check out Omar's brand new website, loansbyomar.com, by scanning the QR code right now that's on screen. Or you can text Omar, 619-387-7798. Again, 619-387-7798. Omar is a San Diegan. He's a huge Padres fan. He's your San Diego native mortgage broker. And if you're looking for your dream home or if you want to refinance, if you're in the process of buying or refinancing and you want a second opinion to make sure you're getting the best deal possible, just call or text Omar. You're going to get a free consultation. Also, at his brand new website, loansbyomar.com. Again, that is loansbyomar.com. Click on the education tab. You'll get all the resources you need. First time home buyers, refinancing, everything you need. Check out his brand new website, loansbyomar.com. And again, if you're a Padres fan, if you support this channel, please support Omar Sanchez at Edge Home Finance, 619-387-7798 or loansbyomar.com. That is loansbyomar.com. All right. What a night, guys. Padres, not only are they in, they are in New York. I'm guessing it hasn't been announced. It's not official. I'm guessing 5 o'clock Pacific. Could be wrong. I hope it's 5 o'clock Pacific Friday. I think it'll be the Carl Ravitch crew on ESPN, and that'll be game one of the three-game series. That's my expectation. I'd be shocked if it was the 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. start. I don't see that. I think those are the AL series. Could it be the 1 o'clock Pacific start time? I guess it could be. I think that's more Phillies Cardinals for me. I would think you'd want New York in prime time. Great baseball market. And there's a good series. It is with star power on both sides. So my speculation, my guess is uh, it's going to be, again, 5 o'clock on Friday. But who knows? Who knows? Um, I will. I definitely will. I will give uh, Jim shit tomorrow. I promise you I will do that. I do want to remind you of this as well. The fact that we have a podcast. And if you want the audio-only edition of the wrap-up show, check us out. We are the official podcast of FriarsOnBase.com. Again, FriarsOnBase.com. We're presented by Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial. And again, you can check him out at HigherImpactFinancial.com. We're available wherever you get your podcast. Again, wherever you get your podcast, make sure to find us. Because if you don't want to watch this, let's say you're working out, let's say you're in the car, you just want the audio, we have the audio available to you. Eric Lanier is the founder of Higher Impact Financial. He's a San Diegan. If you're wondering... If you're financially strong enough to leave your corporate job and start your own business, if you're tired of being surprised by how many taxes you owe every year, get in contact with Eric. He can help make sure your family is protected by helping you get a trust established. In fact, the first five Padres fans that get a trust done with Eric's firm are going to get $200 off. That's right, $200 off. Call Eric at 951-383-3033. That's 951-383-3033 or visit higherimpactfinancial.com. Just give him a call to talk Padres baseball. It doesn't have to be about your finances. He'd love to talk Padres baseball with you. And this, advisory services are offered through WealthTech Partners, a registered investment advisor that only conducts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Past performance is not indicative of future results, Padres fans. Hopefully that's a good thing for the Padres in the postseason. Investing involves risk and potential loss of principal capital. All right. All right, guys. I think that's going to do it for me. We will be back with you at some point between now and Friday. We'll have a show for you. Uh, let's see. I'm seeing this. They're saying 8 o'clock Eastern. I haven't seen anything official, but that's my speculation. That would be my guess that it will be a 5 o'clock Pacific start on Friday. So, um, so that's what we got. Of course, there's one more game tomorrow, a completely meaningless game tomorrow to wrap up the regular season. But again, the wild card matchups are set. Padres at Mets, Phillies at Cardinals, Rays at Guardians, Mariners at Blue Jays. All right, guys. Thank you for hanging out here tonight. Really do appreciate it. Thank you, Faye. Thank everyone here. Live run replay. Appreciate you guys hanging out here tonight. Again, please support our partners. Mark Nimitz can save you $750 on insurance. If you have insurance needs, get in contact with Mark or title sponsor, Auto Home, Renner's Life, Earthquake Insurance. Please get in contact with Mark Nimitz. Omar Sanchez, Edge Home Finance. We just told you about him. Loansbyomar.com. Again, loansbyomar.com. If you have mortgage needs, Omar is there for you. And of course, Aura, 30% off your first order, ORA.organic. That is ORA. 
dot organic. Thank you, Will, for your support of this channel. And Eric Lanier, Higher Impact Financial. Check him out. Higherimpactfinancial.com. Yeah, I'm with you, Jado. We're just kidding. Jim's good. Jim's done this 140 times, probably. Jim is good. Eddie, thank you. Like EB says, real tests is Friday. Good luck, Padres. Thank you, EB. Even though you give people shit here in the chat. Thank you, Calvin. Yes, good point, Quan. Very good, very good point. Um, yeah, guys, follow, follow each other. It's a great community of Padres fans. Follow each other. Jake, thank you for your support. Jado, love you too, man. Really do. Join us tomorrow, please, on Radio 3 to 6. We'll break down the series finale, season finale, regular season finale. We'll get you ready for Friday. We'll have good guests line up for you tomorrow, 3 to 6, San Diego Sports 760. We'll make predictions later in the week. We will. Jim, thank you. Um, we will definitely make some uh, predictions later in the week, and I'll leave you with this from Hurricanes Unlimited. Uh, Unlimited. Not, not Unlimited or whatever I just said. Well said, Hurricanes Unlimited. Thanks, guys. We will see you over the course of the next couple of days. Catch up with us tomorrow on radio. San Diego Sports 760, iHeartRadio app. You can hear us throughout Southern California, 3 to 6. We will see you tomorrow. Padres win. They're heading for New York. We'll see you guys later this week. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.